0: Old routines die hard, like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert. Well, I discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy I need without all the caffeine and sugar. Superbeats Heart Chews. I just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let Superbeats Heart Chews do the rest. I feel great about what I'm doing for my health. Join me in the new way to start your day with Super Beats Heart Shoes. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Shoes for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Superbeats Beats choose an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com for up to 45% off. danasbeats.com.
1: And I am Brent Witterbold from News Talk 1110-993 WBT in Charlotte. I'm in for Dana on the Dana Show today. It is great to be here with you. Oh boy, uh, we've got uh, some incredible stuff that's going to be coming down uh, the pipeline over the course of the next uh, few hours, and we want to certainly uh, spend that time with you as always. Um, don't forget to uh, uh, follow uh, Dana uh, at DLash and at uh, Dana Lash Radio on Twitter. Um, it is uh, it is good to be here with you. Uh, the policies continue to be broken, and the solutions continue to be. More broken policies as the president of the United States is um, is mulling and thinking and talking all about uh, the need to uh, do a federal gas tax holiday, for lack of a better word. And this is an awfully silly approach to take to try to deal with gas when you've got uh, as much gas as you could possibly want under your feet right here in the good old U.S. of A. Instead president wants to go begging to the crown prince over in Saudi Arabia after he went and begged to the Iranians, promising to maybe give him a nuclear weapon in exchange for some energy after he went and spoke to the Venezuelans. Uh, What's wrong with you, Mr. President? Don't you understand that you can come back home and get that energy in America, in our country, which, by the way, produces energy in the cleanest possible fashion that you could imagine? Have you seen those Saudi oil fields? Have you seen the oil fields there in Tehran? Have you seen the oil fields in Venezuela? You, um, you seem to be infatuated in an exotic way with a whole lot of countries looking to give us a whole lot of uh, drama moving forward. And while this is all sort of being ruminated and thought about, this idea of... Uh, doing the gas tax holiday, and sit back. You may, you may want to add this to your income when you do your income tax at the end of the year, but uh, we're talking about a whopping 18 cents a gallon. So if you've got a, a car that has a 10-gallon gas tank, which some of the smaller vehicles, medium-sized vehicles, uh, do have a 10-gallon gas tank, that's going to be a savings for you of a $1.80, $1.80. Each time you fill up, so fill up for fill up twice a week. Look what you're getting. You're getting three dollars and sixty cents right back to your bottom line. Why, heck, you, you keep at this and you might be able to afford a couple of Powerball tickets. You know what I'm saying? So this is what you have happening. You have the president coming in and saying, I'm thinking we're going to do a gas tax holiday, that's what we're going to do. We're going to give people a break. Uh, they're going to be able to uh, have a little bit more breathing room. He's always fond of saying those sorts of things. But the reality is this crisis, this catastrophe, when it comes to energy, when it comes to inflation, when it comes to uh, scarcity, shortages of supplies, people not going to work. It's all because government deforms the market. It's a deform uh, that takes place in the policies that are being put out by the Federal Reserve and by the executive orders and by the policies pushed by uh, people like Ron Klein and uh, Gina Raimondo. And of course, let's never uh, forget the uh, the former governor of the state of Michigan, uh, Jenny Granholm, who's out there working really hard to try to do more energy issues. But she doesn't create any energy because nobody, nobody who has any knowledge, the Department of Energy understands Better than than the people who are working in the Department of Energy that you don't generate a single watt of energy in the Department of Energy. It's just the most misnamed uh, department in our government. But you've got right now. Uh inflation ravaging the country. You know that and I know that. Uh your your best way to determine how bad the inflation is is to look at the four dollar and ninety-nine cent chicken that no longer exists, the the precooked chicken at your supermarkets. Remember it was four dollars and ninety-nine cents. Now it's like twelve dollars and fifty cents. That's a that's the sort of measurement and the metric that you see. Uh, for inflation. So the president decides we're going to use the Fed to fight inflation. Right. We want to fight the inflationary uh direction of this economy. So let's use the Fed to raise rates, make it more expensive to borrow money, create greater scarcity of dollars. And then at the same time, let's just loosen that same spigot and let money come flowing out in the form of 18 cents back to the gas tank. You see the silliness here? It, it, it's It's like it's like putting out the fire in your living room while simultaneously lighting another fire in your kitchen. Why are you doing that? It's because government has nothing to offer the American people save for one thing, force. It's all government is. Government is force with a checkbook and with a checkbook in which they can print as many checks as they want because the currency is fiat. I'm not trying to get all conspiratorial, but the fact of the matter is we have got a mess on our hands. Is it totally Joe Biden's fault? No, but he has done nothing to improve the condition. Remember, he wanted to spend another two, three, five trillion dollars on the Build Back Better plan. We dodged a massive bullet by that not passing. That's a fact. So here comes Jay Powell today testifying in front of the Senate Finance Committee. That is chaired by one Sherrod Brown. Sherrod Brown from Ohio talks just like this. Um, Sherrod Brown is asking all kinds of questions. Some of the Republicans get some good questions in uh, as well. At one point, uh, Chairman Powell is asked by, I believe it was the senator uh, from the great state of Tennessee, uh Hagerty asking uh Powell about whether or not the primary driver uh, of inflation is the Ukraine war cut 12
2: Given how inflation has escalated over the
3: past 18 months would you say that the war in Ukraine is the primary driver of inflation in America No inflation was high before certainly before the uh war in Ukraine broke
4: out
1: But wait we've been told it's Putin's price hike we've been told that putin is the reason why there's inflation why your bacon went from $6 for a pack to $19 for a pack uh your 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 wings for your uh, for your get togethers uh went up from 3.99 a pound to 14.99 a pound we were told that it was all putin and the putin price hike here comes Jay Powell, who, you know, he's kind of got it made because he got renominated to the to the Federal Reserve, and he's basically bulletproof at this point. And doesn't have to worry about getting fired by Joe Biden because no one's going to want to take that job, given the mess that we're in. And Powell just says, "Yeah, Ukraine's not the primary driver. We actually had inflation, really high inflation, before this thing even broke out. Well, oh, boy, isn't that a big deal? Wouldn't you think that might uh, warrant a, a chime and a Fox News alert? But we all understand what's going on here. It's a shell game that, that's taking place. And so what is the way you can fix the economy if you've got inflation? you got to tank out the economy. you got to knock that economy out. You need the R word, not Republicans. Recession. You need a recession. That's really what you need to do, because once you get a recession, which means people aren't spending money, people aren't buying new stuff, people aren't investing, you kind of get a shot at resetting the system. Now, sure, people are going to lose their jobs. People are going to lose opportunity. Federal Fed Fed Chair Powell comes out and says, we're not trying to provoke a recession. Go.
5: We're not. We're not trying
3: to provoke uh, and don't think that we will need to provoke a recession. But we do think it's absolutely essential that we restore price stability uh, really for the benefit of of the labor market as much as anything else.
1: We're not trying to provoke a recession no, because we're likely in a recession already. I mean, you have to you have to slice and dice all the words and meanings uh, that are out there among uh, these uh, these these technocrats and unelected uh, officials that are in charge of our economy. So we're not trying to provoke a recession, but, you know, we're not going to complain if a recession happens to come along and save us from this mess that we're currently in. And what are they doing in response? This is super easy to understand. If you have a kid or you ever were a kid, I know you all were, um, and you know when you put a Band-Aid on, a, on, a, on an owie and you pull the Band-Aid off, do you prefer to pull that Band-Aid off slow or super fast? You prefer to pull it off super fast because it's painful. It's that those hairs are coming off your arm, right? What you've got happening now with the way they're raising rates at these meetings is the slowest possible band-aid removal you could imagine, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, You need to yank it fast, which means you need to raise the rates quick, get the poison out of the system, and let us move on down the road. But they're going to go as slow as they can because of one thing and one thing only. In Washington, D.C., the only thing more frightening than having to take a definitive position is having to take a definitive position and have it cause pain. What we want is a painless solution. There really isn't one. So instead of jacking the rates fast, getting you into that recession situation, getting the people to stop spending, you do it slow which means likely through at least in the words of people like Mohammad El Aryan one of the big smart guys when it comes to the economy um you're you're talking about basically writing off the rest of 22 and going into 2023 with this messed up disaster when it comes to inflation now Republicans feeling pretty good. Looks like you'll end up with a bigger majority than the Democrats have uh, right now. And I'm talking about a substantially bigger majority, potentially a historic majority, maybe the biggest in 80 years. But the question becomes what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do with it? Because right now, as we speak, John Cornyn and Mitch McConnell and uh, the squishes there in the Senate. They're looking to sell out your firearm rights, sell out your 2A and sell out your border. They're looking to snatch not just defeat from the jaws of victory, but but an undercutting of our sovereignty as a country and as a people. We have to keep our eyes on all the bouncing balls. I'm in for Dana Lash. It's the Dana show. I'm Brett Witterbull, more after this.
0: Free speech, religious liberty, the 2nd Amendment. Across the country, your constitutional rights are under constant attack, and it's only getting worse by the day, which is why I'm proud to support Patriot Mobile. They're not just America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They're one of the few companies fighting back. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers, so you get the same great service plus the peace of mind that your money is combating the left's attempt to silence you. Patriot Mobile has plans to fix any budget, and their 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides exceptional customer service. Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, our veteran and first responder heroes. Visit PatriotMobile.com Dana or call 972-PATRIOT and get free activation with offer code Dana. Veterans and first responders save even more, so switch today. Between the left, the media, and rhinos, we need to stick together. Patriot Mobile
6: Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.
5: Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job, it's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov/careers.
7: Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time.
1: And I am Brett Winterbuhl in for Dana on the Dana Show. It is uh, great to be uh, with you uh, today. What do you say? We take a look at Quickfire.
5: And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech.
1: Disgraceful as uh, tweeters are sharing the contents of a bipartisan gun bill supported by over a dozen Republican senators. So as you know, by now, most likely uh, Senator John Cornyn of Texas led negotiations on the Republican side, uh, passed last night, 64 to, th- 64 to 34, in a procedural vote, clearing the way for the bill's final passage. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer expects this bill to pass by the end of the week restricting your gun rights the u.s senate voted tuesday to advance that bipartisan uh, gun control bill the vibe in the senate was so positive that chuck schumer even gave susan collins a fist bump so said igor babich and uh while we're at it uh cornyn overheard on the senate floor by the same igor babich quote it's only 80 pages long so how long do you need to read it Uh, This is the sort of stuff that makes the worst policy possible. You now effectively enacted a de facto nationwide waiting period for gun buyers between the ages of 18 and 21. This is going to be a mess, and this is going to end up costing, I do believe, uh, the Republicans come November. You know, in Afghanistan, cave is a noun. But in the United States Senate, cave with the Republicans is always a verb. Uh, John Cougar Mellencamp, for his part, is slamming politicians for not doing more to prevent gun violence. They don't give a blank about our children, says John Cougar Mellencamp. He's slamming the lawmakers, the small-town singer, uh, criticized politicians over their responses in recent days. Only in America can 21 people be murdered and a week later be buried and forgotten with a flimsy little thumbnail vague notion of some sort of gun control law laying on the senator's desks. Okay, John, let's find out how good it's going to get in cities like Chicago, Baltimore, New York City, Los Angeles, San Francisco, et al. Are we going to suddenly see an explosion of safety and security? Likely not. Why don't you put that in your uh, pipe and smoke it? Hey, if you were looking to take a trip on a new Dominican Republic uh, airliner, no good. A passenger jet from the new low-cost airline from the Dominican Republic crash-landed at Miami International Airport on Tuesday evening, bursting into flames and injuring three of 126 people on board. One of the interesting things about not necessarily this flight from Red Air, but about uh, the flights that are not taking place around the country and the the slowdowns. Turns out a lot of it's being driven by the jab. That's right, the jab, the uh, the mandates that came out that told pilots and flight attendants and workers that they had to get the shot or they'd be fired. Now suddenly the airlines are all suffering the lack of folks who are out there able to service the public. Wondering how that's going to get fixed. What do you think is going to happen? It's going to be a positive mess. Gas station manager who raised over $20,000 to make up for a mistake that cost him his job says the company refuses to accept the money. He's trying to make it good. He's trying to fix it. The mistake, uh, cost his company $20,000. It's because he lost his job after mistakenly charging 69 cents a gallon for gas. Company declines to accept the funds, saying that the GoFundMe was misleading gas station manager who raised the funds to pay back his employer after mistakenly setting the discounted price said the company will not take the uh the money to try to make it good i i, I think the guy deserves credit for that That's a huge thing to reach out and try to pull off here. Finally, um, no, you don't want to be known as Elon Musk's kid. That's if you're his child who seeks a name change in an effort to sever his ties. Elon Musk's transgender daughter has filed a request to change her name in accordance with her new gender identity. And because she wishes to no longer live with Elon Musk. Are you sure? Are you positive? And he's got billions of dollars. I think you may want to try to fix that. You may want to be with him. What are you doing? Are you out of your mind? I'm Brett Witterbull. You're listening to The Dana Show. Plenty more. Straight ahead, right after this.
0: It's getting hot outside, mostly from all the grills firing up. Summer grilling is upon us, and if you're looking for the perfect cuts to put on your grill this year, look no further than Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers is the place to get 100% American meat this summer. I love how easy it is to get all my favorite cuts of beef, chicken, and even seafood shipped right to my door. With meat prices higher than ever, Good Ranchers is giving you free steaks. That's right, free steaks. So right now, get two free 18-ounce prime center cut ribeyes with my code DANA. That's a $100 offer free to you. Visit goodranchers.com slash Dana for over two pounds of free ribeye steaks added to your order at no cost to you. This is a limited time deal, so don't miss out on your free 18 ounce prime center cut ribeyes because I promise you they're not going to be around for long. Visit goodranchers.com slash Dana and use code DANA. That's goodranchers.com slash Dana, code Dana. Good Ranchers. American meat delivered.
4: The chance for nuclear war increases every day that the war in Ukraine continues. I'm Bill Walton. On the latest edition of The Bill Walton Show, national security expert Brandon Weikert and I also discuss how China is weaker than Russia in one key area, why Taiwan's defenses are dangerously weak, and how Joe Biden wants to make the same mistake with Iran that we did with China. Follow The Bill Walton Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
8: Of all
7: your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others.
4: The Dana Show. The idea that they don't have oil to drill and to bring up is simply not true. This piece of the Republicans talking about Biden
1: shutdown feels wrong. 9,000 of them, okay? There's 9,000 of them out there, and, and we they could drill them all. It would be incredible to watch what... Is happening in real time. Hi, I'm Brett Witterbull in for Dana on the Dana show. It is uh, great to be with you. Here's the problem that President Biden clearly does not understand or he's being dishonest. He's being just straight up dishonest. And it goes like this. When President Biden comes in and says on day one, I'm signing this uh, this executive order to shut down the Keystone XL pipeline. He is telling the world what his priority is. He's telling you that we're getting rid of the fossil fuels. Remember, he said that on the campaign trail. He told the little girl, look in my eyes. Look in my eyes, little girl, and I'm going to hypnotize. No, he said, look in my eyes, little girl, and you're going to see, I promise you, we're going to end fossil fuels. Well, you have to take him at his word. You know, anytime the bad guys out there are threatening to hurt you, And I'm not trying to equate President Biden to the bad guys, but, you know, like al-Qaeda, ISIS, the Taliban, Antifa, uh, 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 Mexican drug cartels. If they tell you they're coming for you, if the Chi-Coms tell you they're coming for you, you should believe them. So when the president says to the energy companies, we're going to end fossil fuels, and was a part of of an effort to do that under the Obama-Biden administration to begin with, you better believe he's going to try to put the band back together. So what does that signal to the energy companies? What does it signal to drillers? I don't know how many of the people who are out there listening and how many of the people that are casual observers of politics um, understand how it is you drill and then you reap if you're lucky enough to find oil. You understand that... You don't just go drill on Saturday and on Sunday you've got oil and on Monday you're a billionaire, right? You have to have uh, uh, provable reserves. You, you've got to know how much oil is in the ground. You've got to know how long that's going to last. You've got to balance supply issues, right? you got all those sorts of things that are happening and they have to be factored in. So when Biden comes out and says we're shutting down the Keystone XL pipeline, the message that goes out to everybody is... um, He's coming for energy. So what has been the practical effect of what's going on with Joe Biden? Yes, he's telegraphing that he wants to be a green guy, right? But he's also doing something else. He's creating record profits for oil companies because the oil companies, they don't have to go drill right now. And they understand if they just stay exactly where they are with the stuff that they've already drilled, they're going to reap a profit given the marketplace. They know that. And what's Biden's answer to tell them that they're evil and dirty and disgusting and vicious and terrible and all those all those words. But at the same time, the whole companies are still making a ton of money, They're still making a ton of money. Well, OK, Brett, then how, how does this all come together? Come on. Well, here's Jennifer Granholm. This is Jennifer Granholm, who is sort of uh, the canary in the coal mine of the Biden energy policy plans. Go
4: got obviously all of this upheaval. We've got the. Coming out of the pandemic, we've got uh, this obvious invasion of Ukraine on the energy side, and we've got the moment to think and act strategically about lifting up communities and building these supply chains out and building out the installations in a way that give everyone a chance to succeed.
1: Give everyone a chance to succeed. Get everybody involved. Do all that sort of stuff. Do you know how many electric cars, this is as of 2021, do you know how many electric cars there are in the country as of 2021? So, like, let's say the end of 2021. Do you know how many electric cars are actually in in the United States of America? You're probably thinking, ah, well, a couple million. 608,000. Six hundred and eight thousand cars in the United States. How many people do we have living in the United States? Three hundred and twenty five, three hundred and fifty million, if you count all the illegals that have been coming in under the Biden administration. Um, uh, how How many cars do you think are in the United States? Like cars, just total cars, total vehicles that are registered. 276 million vehicles registered in the United States if I'm going by 2019 numbers. Okay, so let's do 276 million and subtract 608,000. Do you see the disparity here, ladies and gentlemen? Do you see the disparity? There's a belief that the actual number is about 285 million cars in our country. How are you supposed to retire the 285 million cars and replace them with electric cars? How's that supposed to happen? I mean, we know who has the electric cars. We we know who it is that's benef- benefiting from the electric vehicles. It tends to be high-end, predominantly white, progressively driven political types i mean it it really it's true i mean think about this glorious beautiful country we live in think about the incredible states we have states like texas and california and the midwest and those big swaths of the intermountain west and the prairies and the plains are you gonna go take a drive in a in an electric car going across those vast swaths i grew up way out in west texas Way out at the tip of West Texas, El Paso, Texas. So far west, you're in New Mexico or Mexico. I'm not going to be able to drive an electric car from El Paso to Odessa or to Dallas. I can do that in a car. I can do that in a gas-burning vehicle. Not a problem. I can do it in a diesel truck. Not a problem. So the fact is, she says, well, it's a time for a transformation. Is a time to transform and to move all this sort of stuff. How? How? Even if every one of the American people who are adults over the age of 21, over 18, over 16, they all went in and signed the contract asking for a car. When's it going to get here? When's it going to happen? You know, that used to be the case in the old Soviet Union days. You'd want to buy a vehicle and it would take like 10 years. I'm not exaggerating. It would take 10 years. But what is it to buy? No, he says, not a joke. 10 years to manufacture a car. And then you'd get a call from the Communist Party going, Your car is ready. Come, please pick it up. And then you go and you pick it up. And you're like, Holy cow, I, I forgot I ordered that thing 10 years ago. What a nice surprise. I have a car. You could be on the waiting list for a decade. Where are we getting these green cars? So if if you wanted to create competition between the two uh, uh, vehicular situations, that's what you would do. You'd create a market for it, but you don't. Monopolies are dangerous things. We saw something so incredible yesterday. When you you look at uh, what the Supreme Court decided, no, they haven't done the Dobbs case yet, but I'm talking about this decision out of Maine that dealt with uh, school choice, And kids being permitted to use uh, public dollars to attend even parochial, sectarian, uh, religious, uh, independent sort of uh, schools. What have you had for all of, of, of the modern age going from the 1920s to today? You've had. Teachers unions with hammer locks on schools, effectively running monopolies and not educating the kids. We've seen the teachers unions get together and do CRT and queer theory and all these sorts of things that are now out there. They're even doing it over at uh, at West Point. West Point is doing CRT and queer theory and all that sort of stuff. Uh, you had Tom Fitton had had to sue. Judicial Watch had to sue and go get the records from West Point. And he says it's incredible that they're teaching Marxism at West Point. Uh, These are the same uh, sort of notions that were being offered up when we fought the Marxists in the Cold War. And somehow, someway, with the failures of the educational institutions in the public arena in this country, because of the hammerlock of unions, you still see these leaders getting rich. President of the New York State United Teachers Union, NYSUT, Received a substantial raise during the 2020 to 2021 school year while enrollment declined and teachers quit. His name, Andrew Palata. He got a 4.9% salary increase. Do you know what he earns? Do you know what he earned during the pandemic? When your business was shut? When you were locked down, when you were told you couldn't travel, when you were told you better take the shot or else you were going to get fired, all that sort of stuff that was going on. Do you know how much this guy was making to be the union president? $312,000. Now, look, I don't count another man's money. I respect people who can negotiate a contract, especially if they're able to... uh, to to soak big institutions, I almost have a little bit of respect for that. But in this case, when it comes to teaching, and this guy doesn't get within 400 yards of a classroom, he's making three hundred and twelve thousand dollars to be a union boss, and that is really it. Uh, you you had, you had meanwhile the roughly 430 union employees underneath him, making an average salary of 127 thousand dollars. How are you doing? How's your bottom line? Meanwhile, the average school teacher in New York State makes between sixty-three dollars and $84,000 a year. I bring this up against the backdrop of the socialism, the Marxism, the CRT, uh, and the, the collectivization of, uh, of American liberties here in this country. And I say, Andrew Palata made $312,000. Those teachers uh, made $127,000. They could go out and buy an electric car tomorrow, couldn't they? How's your bottom line? How are you doing? Well, despite all the evils that we see when it comes to collectivization and uh, controlling people and 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 monitoring how it is they're going to uh, prosper with the uh, with the approval of of the unelected bureaucrats, union bosses and what have you. The Supreme Court worked very well yesterday because they came out in that decision and they said, if you tell institutions that they'll be denied money. For kids to go to their schools because they have a religious identity or a sectarian identity. That's discrimination against those institutions. You have to make these dollars available to everyone if you're going to make those dollars available to anyone. That's real progress. That's a preservation of your liberty. And it gives kids with limited futures, a real opportunity to thrive. Plenty more straight ahead. I'm Brett Witterball. You're listening to The Dana Show.
0: If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. 998899. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866 887 1188 or text Dana to 998899. Judy
5: was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com.
0: It's my
8: little escape.
5: Now Judy's the life of the party.
8: Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon.
5: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy.
7: Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show.
2: We could never see anybody put their hand on the door, and of course, up until until the breach. And at the last, at the breach, we've gone back and talked to the breachers, re-interviewed the breachers, and they said, no, they didn't try the door handle beforehand.
1: This is a, a very, very troubling revelation, piece of sound, reality that took place there in Uvalde. And here's the problem with what it is that we're seeing take place here when it comes to government. Uh, government is never held to account. Government is never wrong. Government always just says the system failed. That's the typical standard talking point that you get from, from every level of government imaginable. Now, think about this for a second. It's important. You you have the Texas Department of of uh, Safety uh, chief revealing this bit of information, and this is information that was gleaned from the investigation into the failure at at the uh, at at the Rob School Rob Elementary in Uvalde, Texas. What is going on there in uh, Uvalde, Texas? You have a police department. You have a police department that did not act appropriately. But what else do you have? You have a police department that's got a monopoly on public safety for all intents and purposes. I understand you got the DPS. I understand you had elements of the Border Patrol. Uh, You have game wardens and those sorts of people. But the point is, you've got a monopoly when it comes to policing and public safety. Right? No matter where you live in the country, you've likely got a, a municipal or a county or a state uh, uh version of the cops you can't go out and hire uh, your own safety and security at, 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 at sort of a minor expense it's going to be a massive expense to hire bodyguards. it's a massive expense to hire an armed security guard who's going to stand on the premises and, and all that stuff and even in that case you may not be able to get somebody to say uh, hey um, we want you to not only be on the premises, uh, from uh, seven in the morning until eight at night, uh, we want you to be armed. We want you to guarantee you'll shoot it out with the bad guy. If the bad guy shows up and has murder on his mind. Now law enforcement is an incredibly dangerous job. And I am, uh, I am a 1000% supporter of the job that people in law enforcement do. What I'm not in support of is an inability to own failed results. Okay, we, we get far too often in our culture, the idea, the notion of the system failed. 9-11, what happened? Well, the system failed. They, they brought box cutters on planes. You're not supposed to have a box cutter. Oh, wait, it wasn't illegal to have a box cutter on a plane. We just never thought the bad guys would try to do this. Okay, what happened with the mortgage meltdown? System failed. The system just failed. I mean, I'm sorry, but the system failed. We can't be mind readers. We can't do... Okay, well, the system failed. Where's the accountability when the system fails? When the mortgage meltdown and the economy gets tanked? When the uh, cor- when the uh, coronavirus comes into the United States, likely from the Wuhan lab? Uh, nobody is held to account for that. Nobody is held to account for what took place on 9-11. Nobody is ever held to account. There is no one person you point to and go... That one did it. He needs to be fired. She needs to be fired. They, them, they need to be fired. I'm just trying to be totally ecumenical in that regard. But nobody is held to account. So now we have these revelations coming out of Uvalde via the Texas DPS. What's the fix? Are all the cops going to get fired? No. Is the the former police chief going to get fired? Well, he's moving on to the city council. Who's going to be held to account? Who speaks for these children? This is the danger of monopolies. Because when you have a monopoly and the monopoly fails, you are left without protection. And the lawmakers need to understand that. We're not going to take much more of this. Thank you so much for being with me this hour. Another great hour straight ahead. I'm Brett Witterbull. It is The Danish.
0: Old routines die hard, like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert. Well, I discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy I need without all the caffeine and sugar. Superbeats Heart Chews. I just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let Super Beats Heart Chews do the rest. I feel great about what I'm doing for my health. Join me in the new way to start your day with Superbeats Heart Shoes. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Shoes for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Superbeats Chews an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com for up to 45% off. danasbeats.com
3: Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
6: Lucky?
0: Because family balance sheets are strong, because we've been able to get the unemployment rate down, we're starting from a a relatively strong position right now. So um, and we because we've we've seen the economy able to weather some of these storms that have come over the past year. That gives us some confidence that um, should uh, oil prices continue to be high or maybe go up, which would be horrible. But, um, you know, we think that that there's enough of wiggle room that businesses and families will be able to to make it through because they have resources to fall back on.
1: Oh, my gosh. It's incredible. Hi, it's Brett Witterbull. It's the Dana show. I'm in for Dana Lash. This is incredible. They have resources to fall back on. Don't worry about it. The recession's going to be cool. They have resources to fall back on. Do you you understand what resources to fall back on means? By the way, that's Heather Boushey, who is a a top Biden economic advisor. It means that um, Brian Deese is just not cutting it enough, so now they're putting Heather Boushey out (laughs) to say this. They have enough wiggle room. They, they They can make it through this because they have enough wiggle room. You know what the wiggle room is code for, right? The wiggle room is code for five trillion, seven trillion dollars that we spent during the coronavirus, and people socked away cash. Isn't it interesting? You're not seeing like food riots. You're not seeing like a, a, a social unrest because the economy is becoming uncertain. You still have labor shortages. You can pay twenty seven dollars an hour and people still won't come tend bar or they won't uh, uh they won't work at the restaurant. Have you have you noticed this where you live? I'm sure you've noticed this where you live. There's shortages. There's labor shortages everywhere. Uh you you can you can look at the at the numbers. I, I last time I checked the numbers, and one of these really good websites, if you ever want to check it out, is called tradingeconomics.com i'm giving up a secret uh, show prep uh, resource that i use uh, tradingeconomics trading economics just like economics.com and the last time i saw the number i think we were short 7 million or 8 million workers in this economy and um you have a recession coming in but they're telling you don't worry about it cuz you can weather the storm because you've got all those biden bucks and those Trump bucks. I mean, there was money that went out uh, during the Trump years. And of course, there is money that went out during the Biden years. But it's this weird narrative that's taking shape. Ah, we're going to have a recession. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. We got wiggle room. Jean Pierre, Karine Jean Pierre, responds to a question about the economic recession. She says it's not a recession. It's something else. Cut three
3: right now. We don't see a recession right now. That is not we're not in a recession right now. Uh, right now, we're in a transition where we, we will we are uh, going to go into a place of stable and steady growth. And that's going to be uh, that's that's going to be
1: our focus. We're going to a place of stable and steady growth. So at what percentage point? Like, what's the percentage of growth that we're going to get? Okay, so a recession is for those people who maybe fell asleep during Econ 101. A recession is uh, two consecutive quarters of negative growth. So she says, "Ah, oh, we know we get steady we get steady growth, we get some steady." So that means if we if we have 0.1 percent growth and then we have 0.05 uh, percent growth, that's steady growth. It's really slow. It was called the word for this. you guys remember the word for this back in 20? 12 and 13 and 14 and 15 and it's called the obama years yet very slow anemic growth but it was steady very steady don't worry about it it's okay it's going to be great but we're not in a recession which prompts senator joe manchin an american hero an american patriot who has kept this nation afloat by the word no, uh, Senator Joe Manchin says, don't you worry about any more Build Back Better. That is G-O-N-E gone, cut for.
4: We're not going to spend any more money, I can assure you that. We've spent enough. We're $30.5 trillion of debt. We've got to get our debt under control. If you want to get inflation under control, control your debt.
1: Are you and Leader That's Schumer it. still
3: talking about Build Back oh, I Better? I
1: to
3: everybody. You talk to everybody, but specifically about Build Back Better?
4: There's no Build Back Better, it's gone.
1: There's no more Build Back Better. It is gone. But the money's not spent. Build Back Better may be gone, but the money is still out there sloshing around. I mean, just think about this. Go, go back. Go back in time. Here, here's a great analogy, okay? You you have uh, Top Gun. It's like a huge movie, right? It's, it's, it's doing Bafo box office, and the original came out in 1986. So many people in this audience, I, I don't know what percentage, but like let's say 30% of the people in this audience, um, because this is a young, hip, happening audience, uh, let say 30%. Saw it in the theater back in 1986. Okay, remembers uh, all those characters and the character lines and all those stories. Uh, I'll bet you, you in 1986 never thought you would get to a place in the United States of America where we would pay people to actually not go to work. But that's the case. So, we have Granholm telling us, that the chaos in the world allows us to be strategic about going green. We have Heather Boushey, uh talking about a recession. That there's enough wiggle room because you can totally weather the storm. We have Jean-Pierre saying it's not an economic recession. It's a moment of transition. And uh, Joe Manchin saying, yeah, about the spending, that ain't happening anymore. We're done with the spending. That's not happening. There is no more Build Back Better. Uh, this thing is going to make us Build Back Broke. So we have all these Different sort of dynamics that are going on here in terms of the economics, and and yet, and I want to go back to I'm going to go back to the last hour for a second here, Stephen. I want to bring up I want to bring up uh, uh, Chairman Powell, uh, cut number thirteen, saying that we're not trying to provoke a recession. Of course, cut we're not.
5: Recession. We're not trying to provoke, uh, and
3: don't think that we will need to provoke a recession. But we do think it's absolutely essential that we restore price stability uh, really for the benefit of of the labor market as much as anything else.
1: Okay. So if you wanted to make everybody uh, whole, right, because people are suffering because it's $5 gas in some places, $6 gas in some places, things like that. If you wanted to make people whole, why wouldn't you just say to people, okay, here's what we're going to do. Use your credit cards to buy gas. Follow me here, folks. You're going to like this. It'll make sense. So don't use cash to buy gasoline. Take your credit cards, buy it with your credit cards. And here's what we want you to do. At the end of the year, we want you to add up all the money you spent on gasoline for your car. Don't worry, if you've got an electric car, add up all your electric bills for your car, however you paid for the electricity that goes in your car. And we're going to let you write off all, the, all the, uh, the money that you laid out to go to work, to drive around, to do all that sort of stuff. We're going to absorb it, and we're going to rebate you. We're going to refund all that money back. You'd say something like, what? You'd say, wait, that's dumb. That's really dumb. Why are we doing that? And the only people that are going to get rich off of that are the credit card companies. Well, it's the same thing that Joe Biden's going to offer you with the, with the, uh, with the gas tax holiday. Oh, we're just not going to collect the federal gas taxes. 18 cents a gallon. Don't worry. It's all going to be great. This is sort of what the Romans had in mind when they talked about bread and circuses. When they said, keep these people uh, drunk and amused. Uh, throw some Christians in front of the lions in the Colosseum. Watch them run. This is going to be fascinating. It's going to be great. And then they won't throw us out on our, on our duffs. Well, well speaking of a, of an emperor. Speaking of an emperor that reminds me a whole lot of Caligula, Uh, we look at the Prime Minister just north of us. Take off, eh? That's right, Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau. Now, you look at our economy. We've got inflation. We've got um, a recession potentially happening. We've got supply chain challenges. you have got the exact same stuff going on in Canada. What is Canada doing to deal with all of this? banning single-use plastics, including grocery bags and straws. Now you're saying, wait a minute, Brett, that was a very hard left turn. You just took us in this car. You're telling us about about we're not in a recession, the economy, there's this, there's that. And I just told you that Biden's answer is going to be a tax holiday for gasoline at 18 cents a gallon. So what's Canada doing? They're going to ban single-use plastics, including grocery bags and straws. The ban includes checkout bags, cutlery, straws, and food service ware made from or containing plastics that are hard to recycle, with a few exceptions for medical reasons. Ugh. Wait, so when I go to the supermarket and get wings, when I go to the supermarket and get the salad, I don't know why you'd want to get the salad uh, at the uh, salad bar at the supermarket where, where people have been sneezing and coughing all day long, but, you know, maybe that's where you want to get your salad. I don't know. Um. What are you going to put your salad into? What are you going to put your food products into? How are you going to procure the meat, assuming Bill Gates still lets you have some, where are you going to procure that meat and how are you going to store it so you can bring it home? Are you just going to carry it Fred Flintstone style like a big brontosaurus uh, hawk over your shoulder? How are you bringing that home? How are you transporting this? Well, this is going to go into effect December 2022, and the sale of those plastic items will be prohibited as of December 2020. Oh, they're giving you a year to use up all your plastic. Canada is banning the manufacture and import of single-use plastics by the end of the year, the government announced on Monday, in a major effort to combat plastic waste and address climate change. You have people that are worried about the economy of people that are losing their jobs. What is it going to do to force restaurants, mom and pop shops, sandwich shops? Uh, wh- what is it that you're going to give people their burgers in? How-, how are you going? to? So let's say you and I decide to go out and get a delicious bowl of ramen, but we want to get it to go. We want to go back to our office, sit down and slurp up that ramen. With the, uh, with the sliced egg and the pork and the hot and spicy spices and, of course, uh, the, the, the chopsticks. How am I supposed to transport my bowl of hot ramen in my car to take it back to my job so I can just slurp like a maniac there while I'm, while I'm dealing with co- clients and customers? Am I supposed to travel everywhere with my own bowl? How does that work? This is the kind of nonsense that these progressives engage in. Get rid of the plastic. Don't worry about the recession. Everything's going to be cool. We're going to give you a tax holiday. It's nonsense. Don't accept it. I'm Brett Witterbull. You're listening to The Dana Show.
0: and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee.
3: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com.
7: No purchase necessary. BDW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Want a behind-the-scenes look at The Dana Show? Subscribe to Dana's chapter and verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at danalash.com.
1: And I am Brett Witterbull on The Dana Show, in Verdana Dana Lash. It is great to be here with you today. One of the big stories out there continues to be violent crime that's taking place, plaguing our communities. Uh, It's a a huge issue. It's a quality of life issue. It's also an equality issue because you've got people with the means, the ways, the cash, the money. Uh, who are able to go and disappear behind walls, behind walls, behind walls, uh, and, and be safe from uh, the ravages of the criminal class that is out there running around trying to rape, murder, pillage, what have you. And, um, you know, we, we, we are uh, in a place now where it's downright dangerous to go into any normal, regular, major American city, a place that five and six years ago you would have thought nothing of going into. Well, you know what is uh, exhibit number one in this regard, right? It's Los Angeles. What do you say we start there with the quick five? And
5: now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech.
1: Now, if you're any kind of a firearm owner, owner I'm, I'm a firearm owner, I know that basically rule number one is uh, you don't want to be a felon in possession of a firearm, right? Uh, well, that's the case in Los Angeles where DA, George Gascone the, uh, the, the guy who was created in George Soros' lab, has doubled down on the handling of the cop killer Justin Flores' felon with a gun case. He's actually making the argument that possession of a gun does not count as a violent crime. Despite the fact that the California Penal Code says if you're a felon in possession of a firearm, it's a felony. But you see, you can redefine anything in this day and age. Man, woman, menstruating person, birthing person, what have you. And now criminals get redefined when it comes to George Gaskell. man, I can't wait till he gets run from that job. January 6th continuing. To be an issue that folks are looking at very closely. Fox News now, uh, their parent company, News Corp, is facing a defamation lawsuit over the election coverage. It may be the reason why. I think yesterday you had uh, Martha McCallum go super hard on on the uh, the, the, the the incorrect claims of election fraud taking place at the J6 committee hearing. And Adam Schiff is now saying that Trump's election lie was a dangerous cancer. Oh, I've heard that before. It was when uh, John Dean uh, said that there was a cancer on the presidency to Richard Milhouse Nixon. There is no authenticity when it comes to the Democratic Party. They use the same talking points over and over and over and over again. It is maddening. Primary election results coming out of Alabama and Georgia where you had run Offs, Virginia and D.C., a lot of brand new candidates, especially Republicans, coming out, getting involved in the elections. And I think you've got a a youth quake taking place. Finally, law enforcement monitoring radical abortion rights group ahead of the Supreme Court ruling, you know who we're talking about. We're talking about the folks like uh, Jane's Revenge and Ruth Sent Us. There's a lot of fear taking place out there uh, in terms of the challenges we're facing. Finally, FDA is going to order Jewel e-cigs off the U.S. market. They don't want you having a choice over your body. Wait a minute. They want you having a choice over your body if they approve that you get to have a choice over your body. Yeah, 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 that's the ticket. You see what we got going on there? Makes complete and total sense. Freedom is only to be trusted among those who can handle the freedom or write the right checks to the right politicians who promise to give them a little bit more freedom. See how that works? I'm Brett Witterbull. You're listening to The Dana Show.
6: More
3: than once, actually.
6: Do I
0: have to say?
3: Yes, you do.
6: In the car before my kid's PTA meeting.
3: Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
6: I never win and tell.
3: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions
7: apply. See website for details. Shooting down woke culture one crazy headline at a time. It's the Dana Show.
9: I can't express enough. How right-wing media is burying what is going on at these hearings, pretending it's not happening, and that affects politicians as well. You have senators, lawmakers on the Republican side saying they are not watching, and they're proud to say they're not watching because their viewers aren't either. If you look at the ratings for Fox News on the three days that they did show the hearings, dropped like a rock. The audience literally just cratered during the hearing and then came right back afterwards. That's the reality of the Republican Party bubble thanks to the GOP media.
1: Wait a minute. Hold on a second. What are you doing, Brian Stelter? You should be on in your regular day part, which is like on Sunday, uh, late morning when nobody's watching. Why are you, uh, doing, uh, all sorts of media analysis, uh, there on, uh, what, 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 is he on CNN? I guess he's on CNN. I thought CNN. Oh, no, no. CNN plus went away. Yeah. He's on CNN still. This is incredible, Brian. You love the J6 hearings. The entirety of the air staff love the J6 hearings over on CNN. Today, this morning, as the recession was starting to take root and we were seeing catastrophic situations uh, around the world because people are are unable to purchase the goods and the services and the food that they need. Do you know what they led with over on uh, MSNBC with uh, Morning Pompadour and his wife? They led with the J6. They went with the, the J6 was the most important story in the world. What does that tell you? Well, CNN and uh, that product called MSNBC, which is so weird because Microsoft left. But nevertheless, those two products are the voice of the powerful. They are state media. They, they, they just are. That's the reality of things. You got Fox, you got Newsmax, you got a couple of other outlets, you got the first, right? Uh, uh, Dana's over on the first. Um, you got these other outlets, you know, these little outlets that are communicating with people, minding their business, putting out information, and the big state media feels threatened. Now, why is that? Why is that? If the, if the big state media is so effective and right on then wouldn't people go and check it out wouldn't they be over there saying oh let's see what's on cnn let's see what's on msnbc let's let's do that in fact i'll do a i'll do a real time experiment with you in real time while we're talking so i just put on that three letter channel that three letter channel 13 texas mayor's call for universal background checks red flag laws that's what they're talking about they're leading with that they're not leading with the failure of the police department in uvalde to save the kids they are targeting innocent law-abiding american citizens who choose to own a firearm to protect their families because sometimes the police department ain't there to keep you safe msnbc state media what do they have as their lead right now They're talking to the to the Democrat strategist that looks like Dave Grohl. I don't even know what his name, Tim Rice or whatever. Uh, Congress expected to pass bipartisan gun law. So you got state media talking gun violence and gun violence. They're not talking about inflation, recession. They're not talking about uh, people who are unable to uh, drive to work. They're not talking about people who are unable to get baby formula. They're not talking about any of that stuff. They're talking about what they've been told to talk about by Ronnie Klein, the White House chief of staff. So so you've got those channels talking about that one topic, gun violence. The House and the Senate, totally controlled, a wholesale subsidiary uh, of of the uh, Democratic Party. And you don't have any real action getting taken there, do you? Not on stuff that matters to you as an American citizen. Okay? So when Brian Stelter laments, nobody's watching all this great J6 programming, it's because out of gun violence the border, inflation in the economy, and I'll throw uh, China in there for good measure, J6 is going to come in fourth. going to come in fourth why you've put on this program you did it in prime time you do it in daytime you you, you're, you're showing all of these exhibits you're interviewing all of these witnesses you're doing all of this stuff what's missing what is missing they're not telling the american people what their solution is they're not saying what we need to do is make sure Donald Trump doesn't run for president. Again. I'm just trying to say, like, these are calls to action that they could be asking for because they know they don't have that power. This is story time with Shifty Schiff. This is story time with Liz Cheney. This is story time with Adam McKinsey Kinsinger and the whole lot of the folks. When you ask them, Dana Bash asked Adam Schiff on Sunday on Stelter's network. Um, so you got any evidence that Donald Trump told these people to go and riot and attack the Capitol? You got any evidence that he was driving the, uh, the, the the attacks on the? And what does Schiff give you? He gives you, well, it's in plain sight. You can see it. It's in plain sight. You can understand it. it's in plain sight. Just like the old Russia collusion hoax. The problem with what the Democrats have done with the January 6th committee, in all sincerity, they should have broomed everybody who's involved in this. They they, they should have had completely new and different people who were Democrats, because it's going to be a Democrat committee, come out and present. Instead, they go to the same old battle axe. They go to Schiff and, and they go to Raskin and they go. To the same people who have brought the narrative three different times Ukraine, January the 6th, and January the 6th. Adam Schiff is a proven liar. He's a provable liar. And still, we're supposed to believe that he's got some new information that's going to move the needle. January 6th was a moment in American history that was uh, certainly unfortunate, but we're in the moment of American history that is also unfortunate because we have a president at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue who thinks he can give you a 90 day reprieve from the gas tax and that's going to fix everything. This is not anything anybody voted for like I'll be objective in this regard and take a look at uh, people who lined up to vote for Biden in 2020 uh, in 2020. I guarantee you they they didn't vote to put Biden in office so that you would get $5 gasoline. I mean, maybe, maybe there was the, the Buttigieg edge wing of the party, the AOC wing of the party, the Bernie Sanders wing of the party, but your average run of the mill, uh, regular Peloton using Democrats uh, that are out there uh, sipping Starbucks and riding bikes on a Sunday morning. Um, they 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 weren't they weren't looking for five dollar gasoline. They weren't looking for any of that. They were looking for uh, a reprieve from quote bad orange man or whatever that they were saying and what they were hearing from their friends. But they darn well understood something: the the freedom they had to enjoy. Uh, Extra dollars in their pockets and affordable gasoline came because of who the president was back then because he supported American energy. Joe Biden said from the jump he was going to kill American energy and replace it with electricity. So we have these hearings playing out, getting the same song day after day, month after month. And it's not resonating with the American people. You want to know what's not resonating with the American people? You want to? Can, can I do a, a Joe Biden stage whisper here for a second? I'm going to tell you what's not resonating with the American people. The American people are almost uniformly over riots. They're over riots. They're over destruction. They're over threats. They don't want to see Jane's revenge. They don't want to see uh, the uh, Ruth us group. They don't want to see... People in the streets rioting, burning, looting, what have you. They don't want to see out-of-control cities that have criminals ruling the streets. They don't want to see any of the death and destruction that seems to come about in years like 2014 and years like 2020 and now years like 2022. There's just something in common. What was that that was in common in 2014, 2020? And 2022, what is it? Well, in 2022, the Democrats are in charge. In, in 2014, you had Ferguson and the Ferguson effect. And the Democrats were in charge of the White House. And what about 2020? 2020 was a, a year of abject, total, complete violence and lawlessness against the backdrop of lockdowns. Normal people were locked down. Criminals were free to do what they wanted to do, to whom they wanted to do it, and were never going to be held to account. The American people are sick and tired of that. They're tired of it. And they're going to go to the polling places come November, and they're going to cast the ballots for the people that are not the crazy people. And the crazy people are Jennifer Granholm, and the crazy people are the Green New Dealers, and the crazy people are the people who say that you shouldn't prosecute a felon in possession like Jorge Gascon the, the, the crazy people are going to be turned out and a lot of people that are kind of like on the borderline crazy spectrum they're going to get turned out too because the American people desperately 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 want their country back we are a, a nation that has had a difficult history at times but we are fundamentally a good country and if you think the pathway to power is to tell people we are a rotten country and that we are bad people You cannot expect us to support you under any conditions or circumstances. Our 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, and ninth and 10th amendment rights are not up for negotiation. We are going to turn our back on the radicals. And give hope to this future generation coming up. That we can put this train back on the tracks. Curious to know what you think about that. You can follow me on Twitter at Winterbull Show, and uh, I have a Brett Winterbull Show Facebook page as well, where you can check me out. I uh, do afternoon drive on WBT in Charlotte, in North Carolina. We got plenty more straight ahead. Great to be here with you. News talk, uh, news talk. This is the Dana Lash show. Uh, It is the Dana Show. Dana Lash. I'm Brett Winterbull. This week on the Federalist Radio Hour. That's a great and evergreen point about just about every legislative solution that Congress comes up with, which is more funding when the problem is structural. The problem is efficiency. This country is so, and I genuinely mean it when I use the word decadent, that we cannot perform basic functions no matter how much money we throw at them. And Uvalde is sadly a very good example of
3: that.
0: I'm Emily Jashinsky of The Federalist. Subscribe to The Federalist on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?
6: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
7: The Dana Show. Sponsored by 30 years of game-changing Caltech innovation. Like the P50, a new breed of pistol. Innovation. Performance. Caltech.
8: I know that we're having a debate right now about the gas tax holiday. I know how brutal... This is on folks right now. And I know they need relief, which is why I've offered a middle-class tax cut for every American, $1,000 for working families so that they can deal not only with rising gas prices but rising health care costs and rising grocery costs. But for us to suggest that 30 cents a day for three months is real relief, that that's a real energy policy, means that we are not tackling the problem that has to be tackled. We are offering gimmicks.
1: Okay. All right. There, former President Barack Obama, uh, he of the Obama-Biden administration, uh, back in, in 2008 as he was campaigning out there, uh, talking about why, why it is we, we don't need a gas tax uh, uh, repeal. We don't need any relief in that regard. We don't need any of that kind of stuff. Come on. What are you doing? That's just nuts. Okay, question for you: Barack Obama was what before he was a state senator uh, in Illinois? He was a commutiny organizer, right? Always organizing the commutiny. So he had the commutiny organizer, and then he became a state senator. I think because you had somebody get incarcerated, right? Wasn't that the case that, that he ended up ascending to that? Okay, and then and then you have him become a United States senator. Gives one speech, two thousand and four in Boston, uh, for reporting for duty, John Kerry. And then he becomes the president, becomes, as as Rush would famously say, immaculated to the presidency of the United States. What did Barack Obama know about energy policy? What does Joe Biden know about energy policy? Well, Barack Obama famously bragged in an interview with a newspaper uh, that he was going to bankrupt energy producers. He was going to bankrupt coal-fired power plants. That's what he was going to do. So what does he know about energy? He didn't know anything about energy. Barack Obama didn't know about energy. Joe Biden doesn't know about energy. A boot edge edge doesn't know about energy. Harris doesn't know about energy. This is all just fiction that somehow you become conferred with amazing wisdom and knowledge once you ascend to the presidency or the Congress or the Senate or the mayoralty or the governorship. Suddenly you become a brilliant person. No, you don't. You're still the same old person that you were 25 years ago. You've just got much bigger damage you can do. Speaking of damage for a minute, what do you say we check out a little Florida Man action?
7: It's his life mission to make bad
6: decisions.
1: (laughs) It's time for Florida Man. Okaloosa County, Florida, in which a Mississippi man was arrested after the Okaloosa County Sheriff's Office said he threw meth, 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 into a deputy's face, sending said deputy to the hospital. So he gets pulled over, gets stopped, deputies talking to him, and suddenly, blam, pow, you got meth getting thrown into the cop's face. Todd Adams was arrested after deputies, or as they say in certain parts of the South, deputies. uh, Todd Adams was arrested after deputies, pulled him over for a traffic violation Sunday, June 19th, At Racetrack Road, deputies discovered that Adams didn't have a driver's license and smelled marijuana coming from his car. The wacky weed. Adams ran from deputies after he was asked to get out of the car, according to officials. When a deputy tried to shock him with a taser, Adams grabbed the taser and threw meth in his face. Adams was later found hiding under a trailer with taser probes still attached according to a Facebook post from the Okaloosa Okaloosa County Sheriff's Department. Uh, This is a series of bad decisions. I often say this is not bad decision number one. This is bad decision like number 47. Uh, Having the meth, getting pulled over, fighting the cop, throwing the meth in the face. Now we're seven bad decisions into this. And he's probably 400 bad decisions into life. Deputy searched his car and found 147 grams of meth, 12 hydrocodone pills, 76 grams of codeine syrup, and marijuana. He was charged with a battery on an officer, etc., 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 including resisting. All those drugs. All those drugs. Clearly, the man was transporting the Hunter Pack. I'm Brett Whitterball. It's the Danish And I am Brett Witterball in for Dana on the Dana show today. Uh, As expected, the president of the United States, Joe Biden, is uh, speaking about the gas tax pause. Our microphones are there. Let's check in.
4: Tax has been around for 90 years. It's important because we use it for the highway trust fund to keep our highways going. But what I'm proposing is suspending the federal gas tax without affecting the highway trust fund. And here's how we do that. With the tax revenues up this year and our deficit down over 1.6 trillion dollars this year alone we'll still be able to fix our highways and bring down prices of gas we can do both at the same time by suspending the 18 cent gas tax federal gas tax for the next 90 days we can bring down the price of gas and give families just a little bit of relief i call on the companies to pass this along every penny of this 18 cents reduction to the consumers this is there's no time now for profiteering there are a number of other proposals by democrats in the house and the senate and i hope my call for action can help move those proposals forward as well but we can also cut gas prices even more in another way that's why the second action i'm taking is calling on states to either suspend the state gas tax as well or find other ways to deliver some relief. State gas taxes average 30 cents per gallon. Already, some states have acted. In Connecticut and New York, the governors have temporarily suspended their gas tax as well. In Illinois and Colorado, governors delayed theirs to give families a bit more breathing room as well. In Minnesota, Governor Waltz proposes using state budget surpluses to give households a rebate that will help them pay for gas at the pump or other essential needs. I'm calling on more states and local governments to take actions like these. Thanks to our historic economic recovery, which fortified state budgets that had been hurt in the pandemic, states are now in a strong position to be able to afford to take some of these actions. Now, I fully understand that a gas tax holiday alone is not going to fix the problem, but it will provide families some immediate relief, just a little bit of breathing room, as we continue working to bring down prices for the long haul. Third, I'm calling on the industry to refine more oil into gasoline and to bring down gas prices. Let me explain. I know my Republican friends claim we're not producing enough oil and I'm limiting oil production. Quite frankly, that's nonsense. Here's the truth. Just this month, America produced 12 million barrels of oil per day. That's the highest, that's higher than average under my predecessor. And we're on track to set a new record for production next year. Plus, I've added to that supply of oil by releasing a record 1 million barrels of oil per day From what's called the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. In fact, I just led the world to coordinate the largest release of global oil reserves in history, including from other countries. In total, that's 240 million barrels to boost global supply. And Republicans falsely claim that I'm blocking production on federal lands, But again, that's nonsense. Industry has more approved permits for production on federal lands than they can possibly use. That's a fact. My administration also directed the sale of gasoline using homegrown biofuels, ethanol, E15, this summer, which will boost gasoline supplies and lower the price at thousands of gas stations across America. And I welcome the recent announcement from what's known as the OPEC Plus, a group of nearly two dozen oil producing nations to increase global oil supply. The bottom line is we are setting records in terms of American energy production. We're supplementing that supply with the release from our oil reserves. So the issue isn't oil production alone, the problem is the refining of that oil in the gas at the pump. During the pandemic, Some oil and gas companies shut down refining facilities. Last week, I sent a letter to the CEOs of the largest oil refining companies, asking them to work with my administration to bring refineries back online to get more gas to the pump at lower prices. The Secretary of Energy, Jennifer Granholm, and members of my team will be meeting with many of these refining companies tomorrow. And I hope they'll come up to the table with some real ideas and practical steps in the near term. And I'm prepared to act quickly and decisively on the recommendations if they make sense to address the immediate challenge in front of us and the American people. Finally, when the cost of oil does come down, we need the price at the gas stations that they they charge at the pump to come down as well. For example, in the last two weeks, the price of oil has fallen by more than $10 a barrel. Normally, this would reduce the cost of the pump about 25 cents a gallon. Yet, so far, gas stations have only reduced prices by a few cents a gallon. Some haven't reduced prices at all. I've heard plenty of explanations from companies and economists about why it normally takes time for these price reductions to reach the consumer. I might note that the price of a barrel of oil goes up It doesn't take, take much time for the price of the pump to go up. So let's be honest with one another. My message is simple. To the companies running gas stations and setting those prices at the pump, this is a time of war, global peril, Ukraine. These are not normal times. Bring down the price you are charging at the pump to reflect the cost you are paying for the product. Do it now. Do it today. Your customers, the American people, they need relief now.
1: Okay. Okay. That's uh, the president of the United States announcing the uh, the gas t- tax holiday, um, all that sort of stuff. I want to address what he just said because it's it's not an entirely uh, accurate description of what it is that takes place. So if you buy if you buy a, a load of gasoline, right? Because you are uh running a retail establishment. So think of your your local gas station. And uh you have to get out there on the market and you have to purchase gasoline, you know, 10,000 gallons of gasoline to go into the tank that's in the ground there that you're then going to sell. You buy that at the market price that the gasoline is at the day you buy it. So like let's say it's uh Let's say it's a dollar. I'm just gonna say it's a dollar a gallon just for an easy number here. So you spend ten thousand dollars for that oil, or for that gas that goes into the into the tank. well, if if the cost drops, are you supposed to go negative on what you bought? in, in other words, if if you spent ten thousand dollars on that tank of oil in the ground and suddenly, the uh price of gas for whatever reason goes to 89 cents where are you supposed to come up with the extra eleven hundred dollars to cover the cost of what you just had you've got to recoup those costs you're running on very small margins so every time you're buying you're speculating that you're going to make money you're going to make a profit on that energy because you've got to pay for the snacks you have got to pay for the lights. You got to pay for the maintenance of the pumps. You got to pay the taxes. You've got to do all that stuff. He can't just flip. You can flip a switch and say, "Okay, that's right. I'm going to sell all this uh, this gas I spent a dollar for. Uh, I'm going to say uh, sell it for seventy five cents." What business does that? Only the government can do that. Only the government can do that. So this is a market that exists. Uh, what What does gold cost right now out in the marketplace? What does a ba- a package of toilet paper cost out in the marketplace? What does baby formula cost out in the marketplace? These are inflationary times because of the inflation created by the White House. With the spending, with the COVID pandemic, with shoveling money out. So now he goes to the oil company and vilifies the oil company, vilifies the gas company, and then says, you better play ball with us? How is that a negotiation? They could really stick this president. They could say... We're not doing we're not moving the price too bad. That's it. You, you want to try to put us out of business. We got to protect our bottom line. And remember, this isn't uh, Daddy Warbucks walking around owning a gas station. These gas uh, companies, these gas companies are publicly traded corporations. They have shareholders. All right. You, you mismanage the way the shareholders are being treated. You could end up in jail if you're the CEO So this guy thinks you can just wave a magic wand and fix it all. He knows darn well, he knows darn well what he has said on the campaign trail uh, to end fossil fuels, to end the Keystone XL pipeline. He knows that he did every bit of this out there on the campaign trail. And now when it starts to get hot in the kitchen, he wants relief. Well, is he willing to put forth a suspension of the war on fossil fuels? Is he willing to come to a moment of detente? Is he willing to come to a moment of negotiation with energy companies, or is he still going to try to put them out of business? That's the question that needs to be asked of the president. I gave you the statistics earlier in this uh, in this program, in Dana's show. 608,000 electric vehicles in all of the United States. 284 million gas-powered vehicles. You tell me how you're going to get brought online Hundreds of millions of electric vehicles to come online to replace the fossil fuel burning vehicles. How how are we doing that? How does that happen? Plenty more straight ahead. I got a special guest coming up after the bottom of the hour. We've got a drama surrounding koozies in North Carolina. I'm Brett Witterbull. You're listening to the Dana show.
7: Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show.
8: I know that we're having a debate right now about the gas tax holiday. I know how brutal this is on folks right now. And I know they need relief, which is why I've offered a middle class tax cut for every American. $1,000 for working families so that they can deal not only with rising gas prices, but rising health care costs and rising grocery costs. But for us to suggest that 30 cents a day for three months is real relief, that that's a real energy policy, means that we are not tackling the problem that has to be tackled.
1: President Obama back in 2008 on the campaign trail. It is the Dana Show. I'm Brett Witterbull, in for Dana today. This is uh, incredible to watch uh, this aftermath that we just had of the President of the United States coming out and, and laying out his plan to try to get gas prices down. Uh, you had earlier today the Chairman of the Federal Reserve, uh Jay Powell, coming in and testifying, talking about inflation, and trying to manage uh, how it is you're going to get inflation under control. The reason why gasoline is so expensive is because it is inflation that is driving the costs of everything up. Everything has gone up. Uh, food, milk, bread, bacon, What have you? The costs have all gone up. So has the cost of energy. There's a demand and a supply. And if there's too much money chasing too small of a supply, you end up with inflation. So, of course, President Biden comes out and says, we're going to do a gas tax holiday and uh, we're going to uh, give the American people more money back in their pocket. Three dollars for every uh, fill up that they do, basically. Uh, And and that money is then going to somehow alleviate the pain of the inflation. There is no free lunch. There is no free ride. I don't understand what the issue is when you try to understand uh, how it is this is going to play out. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I, I do not get it. It's because you have people in the administration that do not understand basic economics. Period. Full stop. What do you say we take a look at what else is going on there with a uh, Big Five?
5: And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech.
1: That's right, the Quick Five. The Food and Drug Administration FDA is set to order the popular Juul e-cigarettes off the market In the United States, according to the Wall Street Journal, anonymous sources told the outlet that the FDA will reject Jule's application for authorization for its tobacco and menthol-flavored products to remain on the U.S. market. The denial order, which could come as early as Wednesday, would follow a roughly two-year review process of data the vaping company presented in its quest to seek authorization. There's uncertainty surrounding the e-cigarette company since the FDA set its sights on it nearly four years ago. Perhaps they ought to use it as a uh, COVID-19 vaccine delivery device. Maybe then they would get the, uh, the seal of approval from the FDA. Senate gun control bill, the deal is using burn grants to incentivize sales states to adopt red flag laws. The Senate gun control legislation introduced Tuesday uses burn grants Section 12,003 says the use of burn grants for implementation of state crisis intervention programs. So the feds are going to pay states to go out there and run these uh, these situations down. Senate unveils some of the language here. By the way, it's looking pretty freaky. It expands background checks and uh, expands prohibited purchasers. Ultimately, this is going to become like a social credit score all the way around. Uh, Speaking of body armor, New York's post-Buffalo body armor ban fails to ban the armor that was used in the murders in Buffalo. And finally, Harris Teeter grocery stores are dropping koozies with gun images after a Democrat starts a social media criticism. In fact, coming up in a matter of minutes, my good friend Brett Jensen is going to come by. We're going to talk about this kerfuffle at Harris Teeter and Kroger. And what happens now for those of you who seek to pursue and obtain a koozie. I'm Brett witterbull It is The Dana Show.
5: Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Where does the radical left's beliefs on sex and gender come from? Pastor Alan Jackson explains.
4: We had a sexual revolution, and then we implement birth control, which was going to eliminate unwanted pregnancy. There would be no unwanted pregnancies. There would be no abortion. Immorality doesn't, that's not how that plays. The further we came from a biblical view of sexuality, yeah. the
3: higher the abortion rates come. Let's put it this way. They wanted orgasms without responsibility.
5: Subscribe to Culture and Christianity, an Alan Jackson podcast on your favorite
7: podcast app listen to the dana show live on the odyssey app weekdays noon to 3 p.m eastern time
1: and i am brett waterball in for dana on the dana show it is great to be here with you uh, there was quite a kerfuffle in the carolinas uh, in the last uh 48 hours or so and I, I thought this would be an appropriate time to visit with a good friend of mine named uh brett jensen Uh, Brett Jensen is a tremendous news anchor and reporter, a news reporter, I should say, not an anchor. And he's a a, a terrific host uh, also on WBT in Charlotte alongside me. Um, Harris Teeter, a very famous chain of grocery stores uh, here in the Carolinas, they're owned by Kroger, uh, has now emptied their shelves of certain drink koozies, those foam things that go on your uh, can of beer or soda or what have you, um, after a North Carolina state congressional candidate criticized the fact that koozies had gun images on them, Brett Jensen joins us now. Uh, Brett, uh, good afternoon, good evening, good to have you here. Uh, what what exactly is 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 going on here? Have we gone stark raving koozie crazy?
2: First of all, thanks for having me, Brett. So it's Harris Teeter, as you mentioned, is is a very huge, Huge and popular grocery chain in the Carolinas, very large, and it is owned by Kroger. And she took a photo of koozies, and one of the koozies had, um, you know, the symbols that we always hear, you know, "Give me liberty or give me death," you know, and one of the one of the koozies had an eagle flying, and instead of sitting on a branch with Mm -hmm. its talons, it was holding a shotgun okay and the other one was a cartoon drawing of thomas jefferson that said um arms change rights don't and in one hand thomas jefferson's holding the constitution and in the other hand he's holding a machine gun and so she said hey look 100 people die every single day innocent victims moms Dads, daughters, brothers, sisters, teachers, nurses, students die every day, uh, innocent people of gun violence. This is not um, appropriate to be having in grocery stores. And so Harris Cedar said, hey, look, we'll we'll, we'll progress and we'll reevaluate. We'll take it under advisement. And then moments later, Harris Cedar said, yeah, we are aware of this. We're looking into it. And then late last night. Or yesterday, Harris Teeter said, yeah, we're taking these off all our shelves. And, you know, but the problem is when Christy Clark, that's her name. She lives in the Mecklenburg County, which is the county that has Charlotte, North Carolina in it. Mm -hmm. When she put her tweet out about Harris Teeter yanking these off her shelves, at the very end of her tweet, she put something that very few people would notice unless you're inside the fish tank the fishbowl, and that is hashtag NCPOL, which is short for North Carolina politics, which is what you put if you want the media to see it or all the people that have something to do with politics see it. So she made this grand gesture of getting this, get this off our shelves, it's bad, it's bad decorum, and then she made it all about political grandstanding.
1: Okay, so she... NCPOL. So she is she is uh, uh, openly running for a, a North Carolina state legislative office. She's obviously a gun control uh, uh, person, right? Maybe a freak. Uh, this is this is a lot of the typical stuff. But here's what I don't understand: I go to supermarkets, you know, on a very regular basis. I I, I know where you get the beer. We got the beer and the wine aisle and things like that. You know, some some markets around the country also sell hard alcohol too. But you you. You go in there, I wouldn't know where the koozies were. I wouldn't know where they would be posted. I wouldn't have the time, the energy, or the wherewithal to go through the koozies on the rack and see which ones offended me. This, to me, feels like somebody somebody must have tipped her off or told her that look at how offensive these because this is not like a flag or a banner when you walk into the supermarket and there it is next to the grapes and the apples. This is in the corner somewhere with the with the styrofoam uh, uh, you know chill boxes and the uh, the, the little uh, Bartles and James bottles.
2: Well, and that's the thing. I mean, I full disclosure, there's a Harris Teeter um, about. 400 yards from where I live and I go there probably three days a week. And I honestly don't know if I've ever seen koozies and if I have, I haven't <laughs> paid any attention to them. And, but, and, and so you're right. Either someone else saw it first and then showed her about it or whatever, or someone from the inside showed her about it, but she went on. So she was elect, she's a Democrat and she was mm-hmm. elected for the 2019 2021 cycle she uh, or 2020 cycle, she lost her election in 2020, and so now she's running for re-election. So she served one term, one two-year term before losing her seat to a Republican, and so now she's running again um, up against the you know up against the incumbent, wanting her chair back, um, her seat back. But when she was asked by some constituents here, on uh, you know, she said, well, you know, they said, well, you know, alcohol kills 400 people plus a day, either by abuse or DUIs. And she basically gave a word salad of, well, I recommend that you contact Harris Teeter, but people choose to drink alcohol. They don't choose to be shot. And then literally, just a couple of days ago, like within two days, 10 miles from wherever she lives, a five-year-old boy, a 13-year-old and a father were all killed by a drunk driver over the weekend. Ten minutes from where she lives and so she made it sound like that was by choice and the gun violence isn't by choice and then she turned off her where her comments on her Twitter account
1: shut it down right yeah on, yeah and yeah.
2: then and then her opponent cited this out her saying oh well obviously she's not for free speech and then she um, shamelessly allowed her comments to be turned back on many hours later so it is uh, but again She outed herself by that it was all about political grandstanding because she included the hashtag North Carolina politics. That's all it was about was political grandstanding.
1: Okay, but then there's another component here, though, Brett, and and, uh, visiting with Brett Jensen uh, here on on the Dana Show. Uh, Gun rights, this is a comment that she put out last night. Gun rights extremists have long attacked women who speak out against anything related to guns. It's the norm, sadly. I've had enough of the gun violence that is plaguing our country. I won't shut up, and I won't be deterred by four-letter insults. The reality is, it, 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 you, you are celebrated if you're somebody who's running around calling for gun control and gun siege. Look at Beto, right? I mean, he's, he's like a, a folk hero to the left. It's actually people like Dana and other folks who are, who are women, who are proud of their Second Amendment rights. They're the ones that take all the incoming. It's not the people that want to be gun grabbers. It's the other side of the equation.
2: Well, and, the, and here's where the disingenuous part is. If she's saying that people who are Second Amendment, you know, people who love their guns and collect guns or want their guns, whatever... She's saying that they only attack women. Are they saying that the the people who are pro Second Amendment don't go after the men, the better O'Rourke's of the world? Is, is that what she's saying? Well,
1: because she's saying all, she's saying that if you're they a woman, attack
2: women. They are, so apparently, they only go after and criticize the women who criticize right. Second Amendment rights. Apparently, they don't criticize better O'Rourke.
1: Correct. Who who beclowned himself a couple of weeks ago uh, in, in Uvalde. Uh, it, it's 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 a really an incredible thing. And, and given the fact that her constituents are suffering because of uh, a number of issues, including uh, the the the, uh, the impacts of inflation, uh, high gas prices, all that kind of stuff. She's now she's on koozie patrol. She's out there uh, patrolling the uh, aisles and the halls of the markets, looking for the koozies that may offend. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering if people may may at some point want to just send her pictures of of the koozies they have and ask if they're approved or not. You know what, what it is we're supposed to uh, be accepting. Uh, it's it's absurd. Uh, Brett Jensen, follow him on Twitter at Breaking Brett Jensen. No, Brett underscore Jensen, right? Brett underscore Jensen. To yeah, uh, keep in touch. Brett underscore Jensen. Thank you. Brett sir. underscore Jensen. Uh, and you can uh, follow this story that uh, he'll be j- chasing developments on and, and all the other great stuff happening in the Carolinas. Appreciate you coming by on the program, my friend.
2: Anytime, Brett. I really appreciate it.
1: You got it. That's, uh, that's Brett Jensen. I mean, I, I, if you have the energy and the time to go out and be offended by things, uh, you, you are somebody with a lot of free time on your hands. You know, it's, it's very reminiscent of what we played uh, earlier in the program. In fact, I'm, I'm going to call an audible here. Uh, can I get that clip from Brian Stelter uh, uh, where he's talking about the people who are not watching the January 6th committee hearing? Uh, do, we, do we have that one?
9: I, I can't express enough how right-wing media is burying what is going on at these hearings, pretending it's not happening, and that affects politicians as well. You have senators, lawmakers on the Republican side saying they are not watching, and they're proud to say they're not watching because their viewers aren't either. If you look at the ratings for Fox News on the three days that they did show the hearings, dropped like a rock. The audience literally just cratered during the hearing and then came right back afterwards. That's the reality of the Republican Party bubble thanks to the GOP media.
1: Now, the reality is, You've got people that are offended because you're not offended enough. You've got people who are offended because uh, you're ignoring a particular thing. There is plenty of room. there is a lot of real estate when it comes to outrage, when it comes to anger, when it comes to mayhem and dissent. I, I don't I don't get this sort of a take, but but I, I do think it is fascinating that somebody. Who, as a liberal, was unable to hold on to her seat in North Carolina, has now gone on to uh, koozie patrol uh, through supermarkets and and gets offended and and makes comments. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Uh, to paraphrase an old saying, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to clip this from people who are much wiser than me. I mean, you can have my koozie when you take it from my cold, dead, wet uh hands i mean that's what it comes down to here this is you have a right to express your opinions whether you're uh you're you got a a team on there you got a political statement on there what have you this is this the beauty of the free speech and if you want to have gun control koozies sold you ought to market a line of those gun control koozies have them put them in the harris teeter put them right in there they can sell them and you can make money that way that's that's the beauty of the market that's what stelter doesn't understand that's what these um these authoritarians don't understand if there's room enough for everybody to make a buck, room enough for everybody to do their messaging, what's the problem? We're all competing. We're, we're all kind of engaged, having conversations. That's what makes the country special. And too many people are unable to recognize the real miracle of what we have in this country. Uh, I think it's ridiculous to see this sort of uh, outrage. But I'm not surprised. I'm Brett Witterble. You're listening to The Dana Show.
7: Dana gives you the meat and potatoes news of the day. None of that tofu news. More like bacon with a side of hash browns news. The news you want, the way you want it. The Dana Show.
1: And I am Brett Witterbull. It is great to be here with you on the Dana Show. Uh, What what a fast three hours this was. And so much uh, still to cover. I'll be back with you tomorrow uh, and on Friday, I believe. uh, Keeping you company as well. And I'm looking forward to each and every one of those sorts of things. We've now got uh, a number of different things that are kind of happening out there uh, in the world, right? You've got these primary elections that are popping up every couple of days. And then you've also got... Uh, debate over whether we've got inflation, if the inflation is transitory, if the inflation is sticky, if it's going to stay here, what's going to happen? Uh, are we going to acknowledge it if we do have a recession? How does that work? We're now talking uh, just in these last uh, half hour, 45 minutes, about whether or not we're going to get a gas tax holiday, if the gas companies are going to be held to account. A lot of stuff, lot of stuff kind of moving around out there. And still at the end of the day, do you know what it comes down to? It comes down to questions of competence, It does. When you run for office, you're making a promise, either implied or explicitly stated, that you're going to do a better job than the person who currently occupies the position, or you're going to do a better job than the other person running for the position. Now, here's the problem. We go from election to election, but we really don't have checkups. We don't have report cards. We don't have any of that uh, sort of stuff. But even to the most casual observer, we're oftentimes able to pick up uh, where people may be slipping, literally slipping. Like, for example, we've got today in stupidity.
5: Yeah, it
3: was Joe Biden, as always. Uh, He, uh... He was out there talking to kids with his mask off, screaming at him. And, uh, oh, no. And he uh, he made a little mistake. He doesn't know who's in his administration. But this was him talking about his CDC director.
4: Wait, well, is a doc here? Here. <laughs> uh, no, I'm sorry. A doctor. Dr. He's the guy that's running the CDC for me these days, basically. And he's up there. He's standing on stage. He's ready to perform.
3: That's not. That's not mm. accurate
4: at all.
1: No, isn't it R- R- Rochelle Walensky? Isn't she still the CDC co- big kahuna? I think it's Rochelle Walensky. Did he, is that some way of Biden firing her? I mean, we, but you know, Steven, here's a question I have for you. Did you ever in your life see so many doctors around the federal government? Like, like at the, at the White House, is everybody's a doctor. You got doctor this, doctor that. It's crazy. And now he doesn't even know who's in charge of the CDC. Well, then who's in charge of the monkeypox? Because like the CDC is now in charge of monkeypox. And so that's, there's your, there's your today in stupidity. I mean, maybe the mask is cutting off the oxygen to him. See, it's, it's possible. Did you wait? Did you say he was outside with children with a mask on?
3: Oh, he he was taking off his mask to to scream at people and then we put it back on.
1: Oh, no, that's no good. You can't. Why are we wearing masks outside? It's a hundred degrees. It's summertime. He got your vaccine. What do you, oh, this is terrible. This is terrible. And and here's the important thing you gotta remember. You've got to remember to wear your mask and get the shot. And then we'll give you uh uh we'll let you have a hot dog for the fourth of July, and it's gonna be fine. And that's only gonna cost you seven hundred and ninety-two thousand dollars. This is what's wrong with the administration. There isn't somebody that feels like they're the rudder of the administration, even if you hated Donald Trump. You had to acknowledge. That by and large, Mike Pence seemed to be a pretty serious fellow who was going to kind of be the rudder of what was going to happen with the administration, right? Even if President Trump might have gotten overheated, upset, uh, something like that, you, you, you knew that Pence was going to be there, and he was going to be a pretty reasonable guy about things, and you'd be able to have a conversation. Who is the reasonable man or woman in this administration? I challenge anybody to explain that to me. I don't know who the reasonable man or woman is in the current administration. Who can who can then say to him, No, 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 no. Dr. Shah, he's the guy who's still kind of shepherding the the COVID response. He's your COVID nineteen coordinator. Rochelle Wolansky is the CDC director. And uh, uh, don't worry about it, Joe. When we get back into the fall, just about election time, we call a pandemic panic, uh, uh, red ball. Uh, we'll we'll all know exactly who's doing what to who for what reason. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Thanks to Stephen for helping me along the way. We'll get together again tomorrow. I am Brett Wooderville. You're listening to The Danish Show.
6: multiple illegal migrants who are breaking U.S. law, and I have the exclusive audio. For all this and more, subscribe to The Sarah Carter Show on your favorite podcast app.